0: So we'll all be able to figure out what's going on. I trust that you had a great week. I've been talking with some people. It was pretty hot out there this week, but it's nice in here. It's a great morning to be here and worship together. So if you'd stand with me as we start our service, we'll begin with uh, prayer and then uh, some great songs. Pray with me. Father, we do thank you for this morning. Um, Every day, again, we recognize it as a gift. Steve's away and had a great week with some friends up in Iowa. Just we pray for his safety and coming back. And and he would have a good day worshiping wherever he is. For us as well, that we would sense your presence here as we sing about you and to you. Uh, We pray that you would use the words of the songs that we're singing to energize our hearts and remind us of how much you love us. We pray as... uh, Our missionaries share what you do on the other side of the world that it would remind us you're not just the God of Hope Bible Church or Tampa, Florida, or the United States, but you're the God of the world. And you are working through Christians everywhere in this world, getting ready for your son to come back, and we just praise you for that. Yes, so. Use today for Jesus' glory in His name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to start uh, this morning with a great old hymn, Victory in Jesus. We are... Uh, you know how you sometimes, I don't know if you've ever done this or not, you cheat and you go to the back of the book and you see how it ends because you don't want to waste your time reading a whole book where you don't like the way it ends. But you go and you see what happens at the end movie maybe. Somebody spoils it for you. I've read the book about this, and guess what? We win. (laughs) Victory is in Jesus. One day he's going to come back and rule this world, and uh, all those who oppose him will bow their knee to him, and God will be all in all. We have victory in Jesus. Marks of our church, I guess, are Bible songs, uh, scripture songs we call them, where we take the Bible and put it to music, helps us in uh, memorizing, it, and uh, it's great to, uh, I guess, quote the Word of God in a song, I, I enjoy that very much. So, this one is taken from the book of Colossians 3, 1-5, and reminds us that as Christians, we were dead in our sins, but Christ has raised us to newness of life. And uh, we have a place in heaven spiritually right now with him one day physically with him and he reminds us to set our minds on the things of God not on the things that are on this earth
1: be raised you. The right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and on things on the earth. For you died your life. Is in which Christ can die when Christ is awake.
0: Jesus' death on the cross paid for every sin. We simply ask, confess our sins, agree with God that we've sinned, that we're sorry, we ask Him to forgive them, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us completely
1: from all unrighteousness.
0: for us instead of just walking around blindly and and just taking them in as if we deserve them recognizing how many many blessings God just lavishes on us every day. And this song is about the 10,000, at least 10,000 reasons we can think of when we need to bless the Lord. God above. It's an amazing song to think about. Jesus Christ is called our advocate. Satan is called our accuser. Those are two legal terms. you got one guy who's the prosecutor, Satan, constantly trying to condemn us before God, look at all the things he's doing. But we have an advocate Jesus Christ standing beside the Father. He says, I pray for that. Before the throne of God above, it's an amazing song. No sin Thank there God. for us to have to worry about. Jesus Christ is called our advocate. Satan is called our accuser. Those are two legal term. you got one guy who's the prosecutor, Satan, constantly trying to
1: condemn us. We have, we have an ad in Jesus Christ. It's not a change. Before the throne. God above, I have a strong and perfect ear, a great high whose flame is love, whoever lives and needs for me. My name is written on, on his hands, my name is written on his heart, my, my love and all heaven stands. No tongue can with me thence depart, no tongue can with me thence depart. When Satan tells me to despair, and tells me of the guilt within, I'm worried. End end to me all my sin, it was the sinless, sinless Savior, savior The great old changer of all I am, am. the king of glory. Am. I die, my soul is burdened by his blood, blood. my life is lived with Christ on high.
0: Can
2: you hear? Can you hear, Frank?
3: Okay, can you hear?
2: Frank, you are... Good morning. It's um, great being here with you all. Unfortunately we were not able to hear you singing although we wanted to participate in that. but um, we want to first of all thank you for your prayers, for uh, your donations, your um, uh, just the uh, the privilege of knowing that you are uh, continually uh, laboring for the Lord. I was reading in psalm 16 and in verse 3 it says as for the saints of the earth they are the majestic ones in whom is all my delight i just want you to know you guys are a delight to my wife and i and it's such an honor and privilege to be here with you uh this morning we want to show uh, first a little bit about what the lord is doing here in milano And uh, one of the things that we do on a regular basis is have short-term mission teams that come in. And uh, in May, we had a short-term mission team come from uh, Minnesota. And uh, we really had a great time reaching out to about 30 students from the university. And uh, what was exciting about it, on the 18th of May is my beautiful wife's birthday, and uh, I decided to sing her a love song, Dirt Karaoke. And, um, and, uh, and then I asked her if we could exchange our vows. We had a pastor there with us. And I tell you what, the, the students that came for that karaoke, were just really touched it seemed like they all came up afterwards and wanted to celebrate with us because it was our 38th year of getting married to one another and it's a great love story someday i'd like to tell you the love story that we've been sharing and, Dan?
4: and another thing that we did this year for the second year we did an english summer camp for elementary school children in june and this is really fun because Justin and Amanda's daughter Hannah goes to that school and we had 110 children who registered for the camp and about 75 came every day. It's a free English plan for the week and their parents loved it. And uh, I think uh, the last night we had a pizza party where we treated everyone to pizza and we also shared the complete gospel with them. And we had about 60 people there, both parents and children then we were able to follow up and have conversation afterwards while we were eating. It was just a great opportunity again to get the gospel. out.
2: And then in August, we did a a link program. We had saints coming from Germany and Romania and uh, Sweden Sweden to join us. We did a training program for our saints. And then we went to the different parts around Milano, and took the time out to ask some questions and share the gospel with people. Uh, we, but probably about four to 500 people heard, heard the gospel. And uh, two people actually prayed to receive Jesus. And one of them got baptized this past week. So it's been really exciting to see how as we take the time to go out and share with people and touch their lives, that they're
4: starting to wake up and really uh,
2: accepting Christ to be their savior.
4: Another thing that we're doing in October, we're having two more short-term missions. This again will be English clubs from both Ohio and Utah. And we'll be uh, hoping to meet a lot more students, some of them for the first time and some of them coming back as alumni.
2: And uh, currently we have about five Bible studies going on uh, we have those in our homes where it's refugio. And uh, it's been really exciting. I asked the Lord this year to help me to see five people get saved. And right now, we're at six people that have gone saved. And we hope to see many more cast from death into life.
4: Well, we are also doing follow up from the English clubs. And this is kind of an ongoing thing because we build relationships with them. During the summer, people are on vacation. Then they come back in the fall and we try to keep following up with them and uh, see them come to know the Lord. So that's an ongoing thing that we've been doing. And um,
2: yes, we are we're moving out of our current space. It's a little bit too expensive today to be there. Plus it's a little bit on the small side. We like to have a, perhaps something similar to what you have, but unfortunately that would not, be able to do it right now but um we would like to have more than one room so that we can do something with the children as well and uh it's been really exciting though uh, we've been there about eight years and god has shown us growth in the uh refugio and uh, we're starting to really see even more people not just university students but also um, community people that's been really exciting to see that. Uh, we're able to reach out to the uh, older generation among us. This morning, I'd like to take the time out and share a message with you all out of Hebrews chapter 13, verses 1, 2, and 3. And the title of the message is Love One Another. And uh, I just want you to know when I first uh, moved to Italy and we had our first co-workers... Uh, my uh, co-worker said, Frank, what is your strategy in reaching the Italians for the gospel of Jesus Christ? And the one thing that always stood in my mind was I told him, we are going to love these people. And uh, he said, yeah, yeah, I know that, but what is your strategy? I, I said, well, my strategy is very simple. We're going to love these people and see them get saved. And uh I believe if you ask my co-worker today, he would tell you the same thing. The best method of reaching people is to share the love of Christ with them. Anyway, I'd like to uh, give you an introduction to love one another. And uh, I'd like to uh, read to you uh, two different types of love. Now, in the Greek, there's four types. I'm only going to talk about two of them. And the first one is agape. Agape is another word for love. It is the most powerful word for love in the New Testament and has often been used to describe God's love for us. It is a love that loves without changing. It is a love that gives itself without demanding or expecting to be repaid. It is a love so great that it can be given to those who are unlovable or disliked. It is a love that loves even when it is rejected. Agape love gives and loves because it wants to. It does not demand or expect a reward for love given it gives because it loves. Not loves in order to be seen. Agape love is, a, is not made up of feelings but actions or decisions. And it, just in a... In one sense, what we're trying to say here is that adopted love is a love that has no conditions. And only God has that kind of love for us. He doesn't ask for conditions in order for, love, for us to love him and for him to love us. It is just really exciting to know that our God loves us so dearly. The second part though is the, uh, the, the word for love used in Hebrews 13.1 is Philadelphia which comes from the root philia. This ancient Greek word speaks of friendship and brotherly affection. It is the love of deep friendship and cooperation. This kind of love should always be abundant among Christians and should continue. Now, you know, it it is true God's love is unconditional. Sometimes we make our love conditional, but it should not be. It should be unconditional, just like God's love. So the first point that I'd like to share with you this morning is, let fraternal love continue. Let love of the brethren continue. Hebrews 13.1, let the love of the brethren continue. In 1 John 4, 7 and 8 and verse 10 and 11 it says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and has sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, I, I just really like this a lot because... God initiated love towards us. It wasn't that we initiated towards him. And what we have been experiencing here in Milan, especially between my wife and I, is that if we draw a triangle and we put God at the head of that triangle, and we put my wife on one side and me on the other side, as we get closer to God, we get closer to one another. And that is also true with the body of Christ. You know, the more you fall in love with God, the more you fall in love with one another and think the best of one another. Not negative things, but the best things. We want to build the body of Christ. We do not want to tear it down. But the only way we can do that is realizing that God's love is what we need in our hearts. Without God's love, it's impossible to love someone else because our normal Our nature is to love self. God's nature is to love one another. And it's such a perfect love when we learn to love one another. Now I know love is not something new and I'm sure Steve has taught on this and and probably uh, uh, all the other dear saints that have been been teaching you about love and many other things. But love really breaks all the barriers and it's so important for us to learn to love one another. In uh, John thirteen thirty four and thirty five, some of my favorite verses is: "This is a new commandment that I you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. By this will all men know that you are my disciples,
4: by the love that you
2: have for one another." And you know, I really believe these, this command is just so perfect. Uh, he doesn't ask us to love our neighbor as we love our neighbor, but he asks us to love one another as he has loved us. Now, how did Jesus Christ love us? You know, it says in uh, Romans 5 eight that God demonstrated his own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ Jesus died in our place. In other words, a sacrificial love. He wants us to sacrifice for one another, to be encouraging to one another, to be able to serve one another. You know that Jesus said that the greatest of all is a servant of all. And that requires love to be that kind of a servant. Now, you know, especially by this will all men know that you're my disciples, by the love
4: that you have for one another. That is just so awesome.
2: You know, you know this, this this year we went to visit to this, our relatives in New Jersey, Jersey and uh, we, we, we had, had back breakfast in the morning. And one morning my sister-in-law joined us and she said, I want to ask you guys a question. She says, but I want you to tell me the truth now, okay? And I, I thought I always told the truth, but anyway, that's what she asked us. She said, do you guys ever argue with one another? And I just want you to know it made me laugh out loud. Uh, You know, we live in an imperfect world, I told her, and we are imperfect people. And yes, we do argue, but just so you know that when we do argue, 15 or 20 seconds later, one of us is asking forgiveness from the other and vice versa. And it doesn't matter whose fault it is. It's just a matter of humbling ourselves before one another and going to the other person and say, would you please forgive me and and then the, it's the end of the story now she said to me you know when i have an argument with your brother she says i don't speak to him for three or four days and it made i, I thought wow that's amazing but you know loving one another and it, it helps people to see that there's a difference in our lives Now, you know, I've been married for 38 years, like I said before, and I love my wife more today than when we first got married. But I think from the moment that we got married, my sister-in-law has kept an eye on us to see what we were like. And you know, the more we become like the Lord Jesus Christ, the easier it is to look at one another and ask for forgiveness when we do something that we shouldn't do. But just so you know, people are observing your life. You're perhaps the only Bible they, they will ever read. And it's so important for them to see Christ in you. To see the love of Christ being demonstrated in our daily walk with the Lord. God really desires this for each one of us. We want to impact the lives of the people that we come into contact with. And I think the best way to do that is by loving on one another. And God really loves when we love on one another. And in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 16, it says, Don't just pretend to love others. Don't just pretend to love others. In other words, don't put a mask on your face that you show love when you're with other people, but then you take your mask off and you're a completely different person. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy. And weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. God desires a humble heart, not a proud heart. In other words, always lift the body of Christ up. Always believe the best of one another. Always try to encourage the body of Christ. Be available to them. Be faithful to the body of Christ. That's what God desires from each one of us. And again, as people see this kind of love in you, it will impact the lives of the people around us. I really believe that God really loves us so much that He wants us to become just like He is. You know a Christian means a little Christ. Are we little Christ walking around to bring glory and honor to him? We could do that by loving on one another. Uh, you know, my my dear Brian has cancer, it's an incurable cancer and uh and what, I, what we've discovered is some of the uh, the medicine that she takes causes her to have cramps in her body, whether it be during the day, whether it be during the night, and she has to get up and walk around, and then the cramps will go away. Well, what we discovered is by taking a walk on a daily basis, she doesn't have those cramps during the night, and sometimes not even during the day, and. Uh, I do not like to walk around. I, when I walk around, my back hurts me. Or I have a, a back that gets really tired. And, um, and, but, you know, my love for my bride is so great that I sacrifice that and walk around with her so that she can feel better. That's the kind of love that God wants us to have for our bride's. And that's the kind of love God wants to have for the people, the body of Christ. You know, when one part of the body hurts, the whole body hurts. And I I love my bride, and I just really enjoy serving her, just as Christ said, uh, that we should love one another as he has loved us. I think that makes such an incredible difference. In the lives of the believer, but especially for the people that are our side looking in. The second thing I wanted to share with you is practice hospitality. In Hebrews 13, 2 it says, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. You know, I want to give you a definition of hospitality, and it says, can be defined as the quality or disposition to receive and treat guests and strangers in a warm, friendly, and generous manner. In the New Testament, the Greek word translated hospitality literally means love of strangers. Hospitality is a virtue that is commanded and recommended throughout the scriptures. Now, I know some of you guys do practice hospitality, but God desires for all of us to practice hospitality. And Proverbs 19, verse 17, it says, If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and He will repay, he will repay you. So just think anytime you're being hospital to a stranger, right? anytime you're being hospital to the body of Christ, you're lending to the Lord, and He will repay you. I know that for a fact. Over and over again, He has repaid us in so many different ways. In that 3 John, verses 1, 1, 5-7, it says, Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they are strangers, and they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them in your way in a manner worthy of God. For they went out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Guys, you know when we do, when we serve strangers, when we serve the body of Christ, a lot of times they will testify about what we have done before the church. And that is just really exciting. Now, you know, I have, we have uh, two co-workers, Justin and Amanda, husband and wife, and two little children. Well, we have our short-term mission teams come to Italy. They host the whole group. They take them into their home. Now they bought this enormous house. It's five bedrooms, it has two and a half baths, and they put about six uh, beds in one room. That's humongous, and uh, and they have rooms for couples, and and it's just really a blessing. So they don't have to pay the hotel or bed and breakfast. Uh, to be able to come here and help us. Uh, Justin and Amanda are just amazing when it comes to hospitality. Now there's another, some other people that I know that some of them in your church, like I said, I, I will uh, name them, their uh, initials are B and C, otherwise known as Bruce and Carol. You know, when we were ready to come to Italy, we had 10% to raise up before we could actually go. And we thought, no problem, we'll be out of here by October. Well, you know, that October ended up being uh, April. And we had already sold our car. We had uh, moved out of our apartment, and uh, and we had no place to go. And Bruce and Carol said, hey, guys, come and stay with us. Uh, and they have been doing that every every time we come back to Tampa. They say, you know, why don't you stay with us? We'd love to have you. Really encouraging brother and sister that just really have have made us feel at home, part of the family, the body of Christ. Really awesome. And then we have another couple that every time we go into a city, they, uh, one, one, one time I remember of him calling them and saying, hey, you know, we'd like to make an appointment with you. we like to share with God. women and to uh, And as soon as we find a place to stay, we'll call you and set up an appointment. Would that be okay? And they said, do you get a place to stay? Now, mind you, we hardly knew this couple. And uh, and said, well, yes, we are looking for a place. And this is well, don't you come to our place, we have a, a spare bedroom, and we have a a spare um, a, a bathroom right next to it, so you know you have a very convenient And I was just amazed by that. But, you know, at first I said to my wife, Honey, we hardly know these people. And we prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit gave us a heart, a peace in our hearts to, to join them. And when we got there, they said, Here are the keys to the house, here are the keys to the car, if you need it in this garage, we're going on vacation. So they left us the whole house. I never expected that from anybody. And, uh, and because we hardly, like I said, we hardly knew them. But they blessed us in such an amazing way. So, guys, practice hospitality. I, I know that many of you do this already, but do it even more. The Lord will bless you in a way that you never did. Thought or even imagined possible. This is an incredible God that we serve. The third thing that I'd like to share with you is remember those who are persecuted. In Hebrews 13:3 it says, remember the prisoners, as though I'm in prison with them, and those who are ill-treated, since you yourselves also are in the body. Now, you know you might think I am not I've never been in the prison. I don't know anybody that's in the prison, uh, but I do know people that are hurting. We have a lot of friends in Ukraine, as an example. Uh, you know, I mean, every so often they send me a, an email telling me of all that's taking place there. And I tell you what, you know, a lot of people are getting killed. Uh, fathers are, are being killed, leaving their children and their spouses. Uh, there's a lot of really difficult times in Ukraine and, uh, and we have so many friends there and we love them all and some of them have incredible needs well but, you know Matthew 25 or 38 to 40 it says and when did, when did we see this, a stranger this is the Lord speaking about people that have served others and invite you in, or naked and cold, you. When they receive see you sick, and, and or in prison, and come to, and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, "Truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did did it to one of these brothers of mine, even the least of them, you did it to me." Now just imagine, any time you do any even little thing for the smallest or for the youngest of uh or the least of the brethren you're doing it for the lord jesus christ and that's just so exciting guys Uh, again that god will repay us in ways that we never thought but you know there's a family in ukraine that somebody asked us if we would sponsor them and uh it's a husband and wife and and a little boy and uh and uh, they're having a hard time living because it's hard to find work. The husband has been, been working with, with the prisoners, prisoners and and uh, trying, trying to see them recover. But it's really hard for them uh, to find work, to have enough money to pay for rent, and so forth, so on, to put uh, food on the table. And so when they asked us if we would uh, adopt a family, uh, my wife and I, we prayed about it. And we really felt God leading us to this family, to. Uh, to provide for them, and then just recently we, we we have a cleaning lady that cleans our house. We that Pam is not able to do uh, the cleaning, and I, I have some time, uh, but I also have a lot of other duties in the church, and so we decided to hire someone to clean our house. Uh, but I just want you to know that uh, the woman that has been cleaning our house, her father got sick, and and he's from she's from Bulgaria. And, uh, and she's living with a guy here in, in uh, Milano, and he happens to be uh, the person that takes care of the condominium, so I know him as well. And um, when we heard the, the difficulty that she was going through, we decided, we, we again we prayed, we asked the Lord, can can we help them? And we decided to send her some uh, finances so that she could buy food for herself, her, boyfriend told us she has lost 13 kilos, which would be over 30-some pounds in the short period of time uh, because she doesn't have money to buy food and take care of her, her father and so forth. So we wanted to be generous with what God has given us. And, and it's been really encouraging. He said when she received the money, she just cried. She said, why, why do these people love on us so much to provide for us and uh, I'm praying that when they when she comes back that we'd be able to sit down with her and her boyfriend and share the gospel with them, and that they will get saved. You know Jesus said about uh, the unbelievers he said, you know the unbelievers know how to use their finances better than the believers. We want to be accountable to God for everything that we do, everything that we spend. And and God has put on our hearts to be generous for these people. And if that's what it takes to draw them to the kingdom of God, we want to be able to use all of our resources to bring glory and honor to Him. And uh, guys, I just want you to know that loving one another is the most important thing that you can do. And sharing the good news with people. Uh, I, uh, I, I've been asking the Lord to, as I mentioned before, that I would see five people get saved. And I thought, afterwards, you know, I saw six, we saw six people get saved. And I said, you know, I was very foolish because I only asked for five people. And uh, I was reading about uh, in Second Kings chapter 13, verses 18 through 19, where it talks about Elisha, the prophet, and King Joash. And uh, Elijah had told uh, the king to shoot arrows into the ground, and he shot three arrows. And then uh, Elijah got really mad at him. He said, Why did you just throw three arrows into the ground? Why didn't you shoot five or six? He said, God wanted to bless you. But he only believed them for a little thing. And I thought, you know, I did the same thing, but I only asked for five people. And I'd like for you to pray alongside of me. I, I would like to see a million people get saved in Milano before I die. I don't know how long God has given me on this earth, but i like to see a million people get saved. And I'd like to go from northern Italy to southern Italy and bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to every person that we come into contact with. Guys, I just want to say I, I really love you guys. Life and I just really thank the world of you guys, and I hope someday you'll come and visit us as well. But I, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity uh, to be able to share this message with you. I hope it encouraged you, and I hope that if it has encouraged, or even if it hasn't, you put it in practice in your life because love is what makes the difference. You know, we when we read about God, He's the author of love. And when you hear the radio and the television, all they speak about is love. People desire to be loved, guys. Help us to love on people in a way they can pass from death into life. going to close off in prayer. Father, I just want to say thank you that you are the author of love. You are the one that initiated love towards us, God. And I ask you, Lord, help us to be imitators of you in this love. Help us to love others as you have loved us. Help us to be an example to the people around us. Help us not to be afraid or ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if we're ashamed of the gospel, we're ashamed of you, Jesus. Because the gospel is you. And uh, Lord, I just want to say thank you for the privilege and the honor that being called the son of the living God. And I ask you, Lord, that your people would join together and run in such a way as to win. That when we're before you, Lord, we uh, enter into my rest a uh, faithful servant and uh, and join me father I just really pray for that in Jesus precious name amen thank you dear saints thank you thank you for that message
3: Announcements activities coming up. Actually, this week will be a slow week. There will be no uh, Bible study this Wednesday. It will resume on the uh, 20th. So that'll be the 20th will be a Bible study. And then uh, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday will be a work day. That'll be the A lot going on a couple of Sunday, a couple of weeks from now. Um, so with it being a uh, slow week, um, Frank's uh, message is appropriate. It uh, gives you time to love one another and to love the lost. Gave us a lot of examples to uh, put into practice. So make sure we're doers of the word and not just hearers. So keep that in mind. And now um, we'll have our last songs. As far as your offering, you can give on a yeah. table in the box mute. or online, or they'll end the uh, time talk. Thank you. Mm-hmm do you stand for our last two songs? first one
0: probably probably one of the most uh, beautiful worship hymns in our hymnal. Holy, 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 Lord God. Just Just day
1: day day. Day. Holy, Holy, Holy we yeah.
0: this is our uh, Go Get Them song. This is our When We All Get to Heaven song. This is a uh, I heard a story where the pastor was real revving up about heaven and everything and he asked the congregation, everybody wants to go to heaven, raise your hand. Everybody raised their hand but there's one little boy on the front row and he looked at him and he said, son you don't want to go to heaven when you die? He says. Oh, when I die, I thought you taking up a load you right know now. Some of us are closer to going right now than others. Him but so you know, when we all get to heaven. That day, all of so. us will get to go. Amen. We 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 and we, all story get, story right. Right. we all story get to heaven Everybody wants to go
1: to heaven. your love of Jesus in His mercy freedom, and His grace. In the mansion, bright and blessed we'll remember our set of days when we come all went to heaven for the days of rejoicing when will be when we all see me. glory while we walk the pilgrims pathway, now to overspread the sky. But when struggling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign, when we all get together, what a life and I will be here. When you all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the glory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of giving glory will Today, them, for that day, love in that will be, be. when we all the will sing and shall the victory, one word to the prize before us, soon beauty will be born. Shut the streets up oh, When we all oh, get together What a day of visions and love Yes!
0: something beyond our imagination. Streets of gold, doors of pearl, uh, all the Christian fellowship we could possibly imagine, and Jesus' presence. And we just pray that you will keep that in our hearts to keep us excited about living for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.